Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits. I want to read out this email from Bernie. And it says, hi now. When you're finished your rant on the show, she didn't say that, I'm just putting that bit in. When you're finished your rant on the Daily Show. <laughs> I hope you can bring this matter to the attention of your show. My name is Bernie, I'm 34 years of age. And my partner is 32. We're living under our parents' roof for the last three years. We've been ready to purchase a new home since November. However, due to the restrictions, we've not been able to view any properties that's featured on myhome.ie and apt. Michal Martin has decided uh, once again to extend the lockdown, resulting in thousands of couples like myself unable to view property. It's pure madness. We're being forced to bid on property without actually seeing it. And what's worse is uh, we're getting into bidding wars on top of all that. If a bid was successful, a property surveyor would be allowed to enter to check the home uh, but the buyer is not where is the sense in that my partner and myself are in a hard place at the moment uh, we both have government jobs but our mortgage doesn't reach the price target uh, we really want well because houses are an extortionate price so we will have to settle for a two bed home in an area uh, we never thought we would actually buy in uh, we both have been working hard these last few years trying to save up enough money but feel like we've been let down by our government I'm surprised our mental health is actually still intact this is only a little story of the trouble in my world, uh, but it's mine, and I'm sure there are many, many couples out there that have the same problem. And Bernie joins me on the line. Bernie. Hi, Niall. Thanks uh, for uh, bringing it to the attention. I was actually, you're reading it back there, and I actually nearly filled up with tears. It's just, it's heartbreaking. What's well, going I, on. well, I hope I gave your email credit, by the way, the way I read it. But, and I do get, to, I, you know, I, as I was reading it there, I could understand your situation, which must be one of great frustration. There's two issues here. One, of course, is COVID-19 and the other is that, you know, you mentioned that you bought a two-bed house in an area you thought you'd never buy in because of the price of housing nowadays. So let's deal with the first one, which is the COVID. We spoke to somebody the other day in a very similar situation. Here you are, mortgage approved, ready to go, deposit in hand, and you're not allowed to look at a house. You have, yeah. to, put, you have to put a bid on it, basically yeah. put a deposit on the house before you're allowed to walk in the front door and have a look at it. Yeah. I mean, and, um, bizarre situation. Yeah, like I've been ringing for the last couple of months. Um, every ad that comes up, I have the notification set in the morning. A new property that comes up, ring straight away, and you're getting told, uh, "Okay, well, it's just gone up." And then we ring back, and you ring back, and then it's like, "Oh, say agreed." And this is like every week, it's it's gone say agreed somehow, um, or the the place they're not taking the properties down off the website. So your hope is up. You see this loaded place, and your friends are sending sending you the the link. The links, yeah, and yeah. And you're looking it up, and then you ring, and it's said great. <clears throat> and then, like the other day, I rang this property, and it looked too good to be true. Uh, it was in Coolock, um, and it was two eighty. And I was like, "Well, that's, it's not bad." And he wasn't really happy about wanting to buy there. Yeah. But I was like, "It's not." Besides the Malahide Road, was like you know, yeah. Cancer, right? like it's good, it's good area anyway. And uh, so I rang the guy, and he basically said, "Yeah, there's a tenant in the house at the moment. Uh, his they, they he was given the um, he was given his notice uh, that's expired. So uh, you will have if you buy the house, you'll have to take over his tenancy." And so what's the point of that? You want to live yeah. there? And so he's like, "You uh, will have to try, and if you want." To vacate this, you'll have to take that up. And uh, I was like, okay, well, you know. Well, he's not going to be vacated while COVID is happening anyway. <laughs> yeah. So that's, yeah. So I was like, okay, well, then I'll uh, 
Stephen Dion the property officer when the restrictions lifted. And he's like, no, um, we want to get this house sold before the restrictions are lifted. Or, excuse me, uh, before it's lifted. Oh so uh, we're looking for a pre-sale. And it's like, okay, well, then I'll just mess, I'll send you an email. And, uh, you know, you know, just... So he wants you to phone. he wants you to buy a house off him that has a person in it, yeah. <laughs> and it's up to you to get the person out. Yeah, ah, that's madness. That's yeah. madness. Yeah, and, it's just, and, and that's, is that and your is that your budget, that, Bernie? I emailed you. I just like can't take this anymore. It's just I know. I can like, only like, imagine. The government and not sticking up for us. I'll just there's so many couples out there that have listened to this that are in the same boat, and it's just heartbreaking. You know, it's like. They're, like the bank told me, oh, uh, here's a letter. Get get um, money off your parents. Uh, like my parents don't have thirty grand to give me to go towards uh, buying a decent sized house. Like mm. why can't I go into a bank and go? I need three hundred grand for a house, and they go, yeah, okay, pay it back, please. Yeah, I will. You know, but it's not. It's like you get nearly half that granted, and you have to scrape up the rest enough money to get um, it. So what's your budget? Um, we were given two fifty for a mortgage, and if you go on that, what you can buy for that is nearly a one bed apartment. I know. Um, and Here's the thing. I, I, feel I, like, I, I feel like my I, generation we're being forced by an apartment, and we we all know that that's okay. And, and I was going to ask you: are you you're both working, okay? Are you working yeah. from home currently at the moment? The two of you are. My, par- my partner is, and I work in city centre. Okay, all right, okay. Okay, so that's difficult then, okay. I was going to say, if you're working from home, there might be an option to continue working from home, which means you don't have to really live in a city, I suppose. And that's always an option for people to move out. Travelling and transport can be difficult if you have to obviously work in the city, and I I get that, you know what I mean? And people want to move closer. I mean, are you kind of stuck to living close to the city, or can you move out? Um, Because you get something nicer, you know, outside of Dublin. Like, I'm um, I'm, I'm willing to move outside of the city, but my partner isn't, so we've agreed that, right, well, we're just going to try for Dublin, and why should we have to move out as well? Well, no, I know I do, I understand, and I know from an emotional point of view, and I don't know, I'm sure you have relatives or friends or family or whatever that live in Dublin, and it's nice to be close to them, but in saying that, sometimes you do have to cut your cloth, and I'm not being bad or having a pop at you, by the way, I know, ideally, ideally you should be able to live in Dublin, right, but you sometimes have to cut your cloth, and 250 would get you a nice three-bedroom house outside Dublin. It won't get you a three-bedroom house in Dublin. You'd be lucky to get a dog box for two fifty in Dublin. I mean, and you know that as well as I do. Anywhere within a kind of five, ten-mile radius of the city centre, you can forget about it. Yeah. So, but I mean, if you want to get, I mean, you get a nice house out towards maybe Balbriggan or out towards the Knoll or uh, that kind of direction. You know, if you wanted to live out that way, you'd get something nicer for the two fifty than you would in Dublin. So, if it was me in that situation, I'd be saying to my partner, "Well, maybe we can compromise here." I mean, it's only a little bit of a drive. Now, that's one solution, but that doesn't get us away from the fact that during COVID-19, and God knows how long this uh, yeah. fiasco is going to go on for, where yeah. why you can't go and see a house. It's ridiculous that you're expected like, I, I to purchase a house without seeing like, it. I'd love to get on to New Hall and, and ask him, what is the story? Because it is essential to be able to buy a house. Of course and it is. And you have to view it. And I don't, like... How, and what, what's the, what's the league? By the way, what's, there was what? a point. Sorry for interrupting. You, there was a point where if you made, you can book a viewing. Uh, it was by appointment rather than just turning up, you know, on, a, on an open day or something like that. That you could do yeah. that recently, but now all of a sudden, it's you can't view the house unless you put a deposit and you want to buy it. 
when did that all start? Surely that is considered to be a necessary journey because the house is something for the rest of your life and it's part of your life. Surely that is a necessary journey. So is is that the law that's being broken here or something? That you're not making a necessary journey outside your 5K or something? Is that the reason? No, they said that, um, like, under the level 5 restrictions, like, clothes shops, uh, hairdressers, um, property viewings are not allowed. So, so no state agents will allow you to go in anymore until the restrictions are lifted. Because you're a visitor it's to the It's nothing home. to do with the 5K. Because you're a visitor to a home, I assume. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, yeah. it, it doesn't make any but sense. But you can, you like, can all wear your essential. masks and douse yourselves in yeah. hand sanitizer if, you, you know, if if need be. I mean, I don't understand. I'm, I'm sure, that, I mean, I know at one point they were, you know, just by appointment. And that's fair enough. And I can understand, you know, they have to be careful and give people plenty of notice to, you know, get out for the day while you have a look at their gaff. But I, I don't understand why they won't allow it to happen at all. Because it's not like there's thousands and millions of people running around the country buying houses. There's only... Select few that'll be buying a house on yeah. any given day, you know what I mean? Or viewing houses on any given day, and I suppose they could check to make sure you're serious. You know, well, I, like, like I, I mean, I think I think a good way to check that somebody's serious is to be able to show that you have the money, and and that gets rid of the wasters because you know the Sunday afternoon look at the furniture people, yeah. right? So you don't want them, right? But certainly somebody like you who can show, well, there you go, there's my mortgage approval. Okay, you can come and visit and have a look at the house. That would be fair. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and it's just, and I'm just looking at them two last night laughing, and I I didn't even watch it. I've just seen on social media and news clips just of them laughing, and I I I can't tune in anymore to them. No, because I'm just like setting it. I actually felt sick in my mouth when I saw the two of them smirking last night. I mean, there's nothing funny about this. And I I don't know what the context of that particular clip was, but I know they were talking about obviously hospitality. But there's nothing, absolutely nothing to smirk at. They're, they're meant to be government po- politicians. They're meant to be statesmen. And they're meant to be able to, you know, talk to the nation in a serious, you know, on a serious level. But not smirking and laughing. I don't think there's anything funny about it. You know, but that's that's a whole other argument. But anyway, now, the other thing I, I completely agree, which is something has to be done. If anybody else is in the same situation, by the way, you can give us a call. Um, something has to be done about that. I do believe you should be able to visit the house, provided you can prove that you have the means to purchase. And you're not just somebody wasting time. Absolutely, you should be. Uh, the other thing you talk about is obviously the cost of housing. Yeah. And see, I had this argument with Helena, my producer, last year because she's in the same boat you're in. She's 30, buying a house with her boyfriend and she was whining and moaning and saying, oh, we have to have a 30,000 euro deposit and all this. And I was going, Helena, you know, life isn't worse now than it was 40 years ago. Oh, you had it much easier, she said to me. I said, no, I didn't. I said, you have to remember, I was earning £100 a week. That was my, less than £100 a week, that was my wages at the time. And, you know, houses were cheaper because my first house was 50 grand, but I was earning 100 quid a week, so you have to put things into perspective. And I said, but I said, you're telling me you want to buy a house and you're trying to save desperately for a thing, but you're still going on holidays. And unfortunately, there has to be huge sacrifices made when you want to buy the biggest purchase of your life. And so do you think it's tougher now, Bernie, for people, say, 30 or 40 years ago? Yeah. Like, my sister, she bought her house there two years ago, and they have a son, and their their mortgage is, is quite high. Um, they have one kid, and they, they're stressed about whether they'd be able to afford another kid. You know, and that's what I'm looking at. I'm seeing that. I'm going, mm-hmm. oh, my God, like, 
would we be able to afford uh, on the wages we're on? Wages, but and what's, could, what's your we, mortgage? We could be on better. What's what? it going to be? What's your mortgage going to be? Fourteen hundred. To it should. Be, I think the house price that we we're looking at. I think it'd be we'd be paying back uh, twelve hundred right, a okay. month. But it's still cheaper. Roughly, Renda. Still a lot cheaper than renting, I suppose, yeah. 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 And then, so if we decide to have a kid, and so then you have to put through childcare. Yeah. And that's, well, another mortgage as well, it's another 1200 I think, I'm here. Yep. Um, forget about holidays. Forget about uh, getting a car or anything. Like, it's, it's kind of bleak, you know. I know it seems bleak, and I remember being in your situation, Bernie. 35 years ago um, and buying my first house and it was bleak I remember for the first year we had no furniture and because I wasn't married so my wife at the time wasn't living there so we bought the house before we got married and uh, for whatever reason we, we kind of, she didn't live there she stayed over every now and again and stuff like that right but I used to sleep on a bean mag and I, my dad <laughs> bought me a Grundig <laughs> television and I used to sit on a bean bag in the front room with no carpet for about a month. I had no carpet, two months, I had no carpet, and I had no sofa for about four or five months. And it that was just it looked bleak. We got, I couldn't afford a holiday because I just spent every bean I had, you know. Yeah. So I think I don't think it's any different now. Yeah. I just think the difference is, and I'm not going to say you're spoiled, Bernie, before you think I am. <laughs> I, I wish I was spoiled. Yeah. <laughs> I just think that because life is easier now, and I do believe life is easier now than it was then, people maybe were just socially conditioned to expect yeah. things to be a little bit easier. And and I don't mean that you're spoiled and I don't mean you want everything your own way like a baby throwing his toys out of the cot or anything like that. But I think people now don't understand how, how difficult it was then. It was equally as difficult. I, yeah. don't, I don't think it was... I mean, house prices now, what, the average house in Dublin now is about 300, 350,000, right, for a three-bed house in Dublin. I mean, the average price then, 35 years ago, was 50,000. But then again, the average wage now is probably somewhere between 600 and 1,000, whereas the average wage then, uh, 35 years ago, was about between 50 and 100 euro. Yeah, so, but you have to factor in that years ago that it was the man that was going out and buying the house and the woman would stay home with the kids. So there was no... Other pressure of, of childcare. So and, 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 and that's the difference. Is, that is a difference. Yeah. You're right. And and the other thing as well was we didn't have the bills that we have now. Yeah. So because we didn't have an internet bill, we didn't have a mobile phone bill, we didn't have a Sky television bill. So all those bills are all new bills, but they're bills we decided we wanted. You don't have to have Sky television. You don't have to have, well, I suppose you do really have to have internet nowadays, don't you? Mobile phones. These are all luxuries that have been invented in the last 20 years, but all those luxuries came at a cost. Well, I'm telling you what, I'm picturing you now uh, sitting in your beanbag chair. I'm actually quite envious. I'm like, I wish I had that. I used to sweep the floor about five times a day because we'd no carpet on it and it was just dusty concrete so I used to sweep it all the time <laughs> me, be, me red beanbag chair me Grundig 26 inch television that me dad bought me as a present from when I moved into the house but I do look I, I don't envy you in the situation you're in you're in a very difficult situation and it is hard but you will look back at this time I hope in about 10 years or 20 years' time, or maybe even on the radio in 30 years' time, and you go, Ah, oh, you young people, you think you have it hard. <laughs> we have it really hard. When young people are on the radio telling us that a house costs two and a half million. <laughs> so <laughs> maybe then you'll look back and say, and, and there are sacrifices to be made, but the one thing I will agree with you on, they're making it very difficult for you to buy a house. Yeah. You know? 
Very Sounds difficult. like, think about emigrating. <laughs> That's how I feel. Yeah, but, you know, I don't know if the grass is always green around the other side. Do you know what I mean? I mean, it is cheaper yeah. in a lot of other countries. There's no doubt about it. Ireland and England are quite expensive when it comes to buying housing. But see, the Irish and the English, we culturally want to own our own houses. You go to most European countries, they don't own their own houses. Yeah. They rent them. So, yeah, but, but they have a better system in place with their Absolutely, rent. absolutely. Yeah, they're not paying extortionate prices for the rent that we're paying, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but look, I wish you well, Bernie, and I wish you and your... When, are, are you getting married or are you married already or...? No, no. Well, we're we're just uh, cohabiting. <laughs> right, okay, okay. And have you planned to get married or are you just going to continue no. to cohabit? No. No, our, our marriage will be a house. Okay, well, that's... And Happy. you know what? You're right. you got your priorities right. House yeah. first. Yeah. Marriage second, <laughs> then babies. <laughs> and look, and I hope you have a wonderful life and I and I really hope you get what you want, Bernie. You're a lovely person and you sound like yeah. you really... And you're, you're working hard to get what you want and you deserve yeah. everything that you get. But okay. have a chat with your partner, by the way, about, you know, I know he wants to live close to the city, you know, but maybe it might be an option that you'll have a much nicer house, you'll be much happier. So what, you might have to drive an extra 10 miles to work. Okay, you know what I mean? go on. All right. Thanks very much. All right, Bernie. See, look, it is a disgrace what Bernie is going through, not in relation to the house price and trying to get a house. That's always going to be difficult for people. It's a topic we discuss all the time. But uh, during the COVID-19, that they can't even go and visit a house without putting a deposit down on it. It is ridiculous. But I wanted to come back to something I talked about and this argument I had with Helena last year. I didn't have an argument with Bernie about it because I wouldn't suggest for a minute she's spoiled. She's working very hard. But the topics I want to talk about is, do you think, and I'll just ask, ask the question straight, do you think that we had it easier 35 years ago. Did I have it easier than young people, the millennials of today? You know, those people normally be kind of, I suppose, barely a little bit older, but normally between 20 and 30 was when people buy their first house. So did I have it easier back in the 19, um, when I bought my first house, the 1980s, the end of the 1980s, start of the 1990s. Did I have it easier then, 30 years ago, 1991? Let me know what you think. The number is 87 do younger people nowadays have it tougher than younger people 30 years ago? Or do you think it's the same? They're just spoiled, most of them. Let me know what you think. The number is 087-188-0008. That's 087-188-0008. Somebody said, this is a disgrace. We are destroying people's mental health. And are you only using mind control games in the public? Time for these gobshites to be put in their box. Well, I, I would agree, by the way, in relation to last night's performance, to be honest with you. For me, the sickener is, Niall, that you hear that poor girl, and there's many more couples like them out there. They're working hard, they're, the stress of getting a job, earning enough money to qualify for a mortgage, then saving the deposit for a mortgage, finding a house, and then you're on an estate where 20% of the people are getting social housing, and they're watching you go to work. Well, they're doing nothing. That, to me, is the real sickener in this. At least if everybody on that estate had to have a job and a certain... You know, it's just a disgrace. No, you know what? You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And it is a sickener that Bernie and our partner would be working hard. And I know Bernie may not... I'm, I'm not echoing Bernie's opinions on this, by the way. This is just my opinion and your opinion. That you would work your ass off for something and then somebody living next door to your two doors down is getting it essentially for nothing. And they just sit there and sit on their hole for their whole life. I get it. I get it. And it is unfair. It is wrong. And it's unfair. Patrick, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Patrick? Good night, yeah. <coughs> Patrick, I mean, do you, think, do you think people had it easier, you know, 35 years ago? No, I wouldn't think so. Because I remember 
uh, people back then and they would have bought a door up or they would have bought whatever. Whereas now, I hear my, even my sister saying, like, they don't want to buy those anymore. They won't move into a house now unless it's all finished off and done up to the last letter and everything is. And even there, you won't need to go on any of, like, adverts are done deal. And you'll see people selling brand new appliances, nothing wrong with them because they fancy changing their kitchen around. And yeah, yeah, I get you. Yeah, yeah. We fridge. were stuck with the same cooker whether you liked it or not. You and were stuck they, with it. They never measured the fridge to fit in with the actual kitchen that they were getting, the new kitchen. So then they, re- they realized the fridge doesn't work, that they paid two grand for. So they're selling that for maybe three or four hundred. Like. Yeah. So like they don't seem to value money the way we would have valued it. Like. So, so are you trying to say to me, Patrick, that you think young people nowadays are spoiled? Well, a lot of well, no, I don't mean that in a bad way, but but spoiled by society in the, what we own and, and the material items and the things that we have. Like I mentioned to Bernie, like when you think about it nowadays, out of a young person's wage, they have a mobile phone bill, they have a Sky mm. bill, they have a Netflix bill, they have an internet bill. These are all bills we didn't have and luxuries we didn't have. That's the thing, but like you could buy without the sky, you don't necessarily, you could buy just a satellite dish and you can watch whatever, you know, but For now free, you, yeah. Eat, yeah. you got all the box sets, you got Amazon Prime, you got Disney Plus or whatever, and there's all these subscriptions coming in at you and everyone has them and you have to have them and then before you know it, like, you have no money and you see, the other thing is back in the day, you might have done up room by room, whereas they're not prepared to do a room by room anymore in a house. Like They want, they want it all done. They want it done. Done before they move in. And that costs extra, whereas, like, you could get away with maybe a house reasonably cheap. You were prepared to do that. But when you have to add in all the other bits and everything else, before you know it, you've got a big, huge... Well, see, here's the thing. Yeah, and when, I, when I got my first house, you know, I would have liked to have lived closer to the city, but I bought a house out in Swords. Now, you got to remember, 35 years ago, Swords was further away than it is now, if you know what I mean, in people's minds. Uh, mm. Swords is part of Dublin now, and it's a big part of Dublin. It's part of the most expanding areas of Dublin, right? Uh, like Tala and like other places. But at the time, I even remember my sister when she, I lived in Edmore and Rohini and she moved out to Tala and it was like, Jesus, Tala, that's like out in the mountains somewhere. You know, we thought that was miles away. And now it's just part of Dublin. So we kind of had to take what we could afford. I couldn't afford anything more. I, I couldn't afford to live any close. I would have liked to bought somebody in Griffith, somewhere in Griffith Avenue or somewhere like there, Malahide or whatever. But I couldn't afford it. So you have to kind of cut your cloth, don't you? Well, you do. And of course, you always had a bus service from Swords anyway. Yeah, well, well, you have much better bus services now. At the time, they weren't they weren't great. I mean, and the could, idea that um, they were saying, "Oh, Dublin is a you know a cap- the European capital city and all this, and the prices are going to be dear." But no, the prices shouldn't be dear for the simple reason: Dublin doesn't have the infrastructure. There are other capital cities like Rome and Paris with the metro underground and everything else. No, no, you know, so we're light years behind. Uh, with facilities and services they have in other capitals. So you would understand why they're dear in other capitals to buy, but not in Dublin. Okay, keep, well, stay there a second, keep texting. By the way, John says they don't get it for nothing. They pay the, re- the something rent when he puts a bad word in there. You begrudgers. Uh, now, hold on for a second, John. If we're talking about somebody who's in social housing who's unemployed, I'm not talking about people in social housing around low income who are unemployed, um, they don't pay the rent because the rent is paid for them by the state because they're getting money from the state to pay the rent. And it's a very much reduced rent. So they are getting it for nothing. Uh, Jack, you're on Classic Kids. How you doing, Jack? Hi, Niall. How are you? Uh, Jack, um, now you're 25. You and the girlfriend, yeah. you're saving up at the moment. And fair play to you. And it's going to be tough. A lot of sacrifices to be made. But do you think yeah. you have it tougher than I had 35 years ago? Um, no. No, what I think is it's really tough for everyone. Saving, right? I mean, we've no problem in saving. What I do think, though, is a lot harder for us and a really, really hard barrier to entry is that 
the three and a half times the combined salary. So we want to buy out in swords um, and the new bills out there. And, you know, we need a combined salary. Are you saying you want to be my next door neighbor, Jack? Is that what you're trying to say to me? No, no, <laughs> no. No, you're my next door neighbor to my, my nanny, uh, Mrs. Curtis on Edenmore Gardens. Oh, know, right. I do, very... I've mentioned Mrs. Curtis a few times on this because yeah. Mrs. Curtis used to so mind me. <laughs> I come from a very hard work and working class uh, family background and no problem in saying saving everyone has to do it. we all have to make sacrifices but it's just the, like for us to buy a house out in um where we want to buy in a new build and we're not talking like stuff right in the city center but yeah. 92 and a half grand me and my girlfriend need to be earning combined to buy the house now Niall, that's a 35 year mortgage which is 1150 a month which we can easily afford but we just can't get it because the banks are saying well no no You'd need to be, you'd need to have like 80 grand saved in order to, you know, get the three and a half times. And I, and and I understand how difficult that is. But yeah. it, in my day, it was the same situation with banks. When you went to a bank, you had to save at a bank for two or three years that they trusted you. And you had to have a certain amount in the bank. Now, it certainly wouldn't have been that much money. But you have to remember, there was 35 years ago when we earned 100 quid a week. So yeah. it and would have been a lot less. And those yeah. days, the average deposit on a house was 5,000. Yeah, yeah. And look, come here, I understand all that. I just think, like, we can afford the mortgage and we're consistently saving and we're consistently having our salaries paid into our bank accounts and we're paying rent at home, you know, to show that we're, we are paying rent as well because that's what we are doing. Yeah. But it's just, it, that, that part of it for us is hard, hard to take, you know, the three and a half times. It's just, it'll take us longer. I don't think that rule like. has ever changed. That rule has always been there. No, the guy came in um, from actually Australia to sort out the Dyer Central Bank when the crash happened. Mm-hmm. And it was just to put um, a fail safe on 2008 never happening again with, with what happened. Of course, what happened, yeah, crash. a lot of people and, bought houses couldn't afford, yeah. You know, and I understand that as well, but it just, you know, if we're taking out a 35-year mortgage, Niall, like we're in it for the long run, like it's not a 20-year mortgage. Yeah, no, no, I get it, for. I get it, yeah. You know, 35 years from now, like, we'll be 60, you know, and, and then we'll be only finish our mortgage. But, yeah. you know, it's, it's not just a short term. It's, it's a really long term thing. And we can show that we can pay it back easily. It's just the combined salary thing. That's do you, do you, okay, and I get it. And by the way, I appreciate the struggle that everybody goes through to purchase a house. I mean, it, it is tough. There's a lot of sacrifices yeah, of course, to be made, sacrifice. of course. And I, do, and, yeah. I, and I do appreciate it. But Patrick is saying that, you know, young people now maybe... I don't think he's saying that you're spoiled. It's not a bad thing the way he's talking. That that you just there's too many luxuries nowadays that people expect. And I and I talked to about Alina, my producer at the time, going back a year ago, and she was saying to me she was saving for a house and she was kind of giving out and stuff like that on the air to me here one day. And and she, but she still had her holidays booked to Tenerife. And I go, well, yeah. you can't have everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. Come here. I fully fully accept that. And what I would say is that we won't go any holidays. Um, while we're saving, well, you won't be going um, anywhere this year anyway. But <laughs> yeah, but like, if it meant that eighteen months and we didn't have a holiday and we didn't have this, and like, if if I have to, uh, if I have to sell my car, like, I will, you know. Yeah, well, um, I don't. I, I hope you don't have to do that. But yeah. no, exactly. But those are the types of sacrifices that we're willing to make because we know that once we have our own home, that it'll be just, it'll be bliss, peaceful, just going back to your own place, no worries, just the two. With a mortgage. You know, yeah, with a mortgage, but a mortgage that we'll be able to afford. Yeah. You know, it's just, 
it, it is tough, but I don't think it's... And where, you, where are you... So you want to buy in swords. And it was, swords has become quite expensive to buy in now. Yeah, and do you know what, do you know what the, the worst thing about it is, Niall, is that my, actually, my cousin bought out there in... Um, it's, you know, Miller's Glen, all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mills. She bought one there about three or four years ago. And an end of terrace tree bed, what we're trying to buy, I think she paid about 300 for it. And at the minute, they're going for 360. And then the next the next phase, they're talking, it could be up to 380, 390. For an end of terrace tree bed. Tree bed in swords. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Know. I know. And and like going up 90 grand potentially in the space of... See, what, swords, swords is, a, is an expensive area now because there's so many facilities yeah. and so much public transport. And look, and we, right. we, like I accept as well the fact that we want to stay near to our families. And that's and what the, I'm saying. So if you moved out the Nall, for example, or moved exactly. out somewhere, you, you would get something nicer, a bit cheaper. Yeah, or even like a well, four so, bed or whatever. Yeah, but, but why wouldn't? Well, then why wouldn't you? I mean, you take say, you know, if you go out towards Ballyboggle or the Nall there, which is about five minutes drive from Swords, ten minutes uh, on the back road there, up beside the, all the kind of ESB stuff there, it's ten minute drive. Yeah, we like we we've seen even houses up near like Drogheda and all that, but we just we both made the decision and um, just that we. This is a psychological got, thing. This is an Irish psychological. I want to live near me ma, and I'm not having a go at you, Jack. And Swords is lovely. I, I would recommend Swords. I've been living there for the last twenty years, right? Uh, some parts were a bit dodgy, in fairness, but but in saying <laughs> in saying that, it's not a bad area to live in. I mean, you've got everything there. You've got the pavilion. You've got everything right beside you. But you know, t- you could live ten minutes up the main road. For fifty uh, or sixty grand you know, cheaper. Sister, uh, um, the girlfriend's sister's boyfriend lives out in Ballybockham, and he even said not to live out there. So. <laughs> oh, I, don't, I don't know what it's like out there. I've never, I've, I've driven through it a few times, but there yeah. is nice houses. But sorry, Patrick, yeah. you listen to Jack. So Jack yeah, is, you know, he, he's he's doing his best in fairness to him. He's twenty-five, well, well, the, young man. Yeah. Well, the other thing that's not allowed in this country now, which if you watch online, because I watch him all the time, is um, tiny house movement. You know. And they have, you know, they build these houses, uh, we'll say, like, on a trailer, like, we'll say, like a caravan, depending on all the basics you'd have in a house, that have two lofts with beds in it and all that, and they could do something like for 60 or 70 grand to get started and park it in their... Well, there's a kind of, there's another site there, the Swedish house company or something, they, they build the house in a, in a warehouse and then deliver it to a site, yeah. You can oh, do all that, yeah. like, now it's available, but the government here in this country is so short-sighted, because, like, if they had something like that, they'd be paying that for themselves and uh, saving the money that they would be spending on rent. Well, the only thing I will say, in Jack's situation, he wants to live in Dublin, and that's not much use to you in Dublin, because in Dublin, what you're paying for, essentially, is the land. You're not paying for the house. You're paying if for the he, price of the land. If, if, for example, if he wanted to live close to his parents, if they're moving on around, he'd get one of those erected in in the, in the, uh, the back, back garden. garden. Ah, but just stop. The house, the back garden. I I mean, Jack's, I don't know if Jack's parents or his girlfriend's parents have big back gardens. There might be just a standard uh, Dublin house with a normal back garden. She couldn't put a three bed house in the back garden. You get a three meter meter by uh, by seven meter, which is like, uh, yeah, basically. Three uh, meter by seven meter house? Yeah. You see him on ah, my tiny house. Stop. They, them chap and his girlfriend probably want to have a family. You'd be, you'd be amazed what you'd fit into. Oh, you, you, you would see. be amazed. Three, <laughs> three meters by You'd be lucky to get a car into that. Three meter by seven meter for Jack, his girlfriend, and whatever future family they plan to have in a back yeah, garden. It's a forever home. It's not, <laughs> it's no, not but, but you, you'd buy it as a starter and then you'd sell uh, it. Patrick, we're not living in the 1920s. No, but there's a big movement in New Zealand. Uh, is there? <laughs> I'm delighted it's for them. It's huge, like, yeah. Oh, well, yeah, the people can't afford the houses down 
there. And they, well, look, they yeah, and by the way, they have that movement in America too. They're called trailer parks. I mean, that's not what Jack wants. He's working hard. He's got money. Uh, he's got a decent job, and so is his girlfriend. I mean, okay, it's going to be tough for them because they have to save a lot of money. But he doesn't want to live in a three meter by seven meter box. No, you do it as a temporary thing. Like they only do it like to get started because they don't want to be paying astronomical money on rent. And something like this, they can sell on and get the money back, and they've saved all that money that they would have been paying on rent anyway. Ah, no, no, you you can't do that. You know what I mean? Because then you're you're kind of just, you know, blown into the wind. I'm gonna not use the other phrase, but because then you're gonna pay all this money out for some little shell that you're gonna live in. Then you're gonna need to save again to get another mortgage or a loan, and then you're gonna need twenty percent deposit to get. You know? Well, no, no. He's saying he's saying if you built the box out your mouth back garden. Ah, but just stop a wooden fit box in my back garden. And just stop. No, but I'm out of anywhere back like, garden. And she wouldn't have let me out there anyway. She wants to get rid of me. There, there's people out there, and they, uh, in, if you watch them online, Tiny House Movement with Bryce Langston. And uh, it's fascinating. Their styles and everything they do, and you can live, build them for cheap. And yeah, I've, I've seen some of them, these eco people and the hippies. I've seen them living in these little small places. Yeah, but and, and as far as far as I know, by the way, if he does me build something three meters by seven meters, depending on the height, he might need planning permission for that out the back garden. Well, you see, they put them on wheels so they're mobile. You know, like, ah, so you <laughs> well, he might as well just buy a caravan then. <laughs> mm, <laughs> but but that's what they are. But, but they're just designed better than a caravan, <laughs> right. and they look more like a house inside, and they've bifold windows. And they've now, Patrick, I was with you when you came on first. You know what? We were together on this, and I, I kind of agreed with most of what you said. But now you've gone down a route that I'm not really agreeing with anymore. Well, that's okay. what I would do. If I oh, well, okay, in live in a caravan. All right, I know. I mean, it, it can be done like a house with a flush toilet or a compostable toilet put into them, everything. But that reminds me of that story many, many years ago. This isn't a radio station, and I think it was Eamon Ryan was trying to promote uh, the new metro, I think, from Swords into the city. And he says, it's not going to be a train, and it's not a bus. He said, but it's like a train, but it has rubber wheels and runs on the road. And I went, that's a bus, isn't it? <laughs> anyway, it's, it's a caravan, Jack. Jack, best of luck to you and your girlfriend. I hope you get what you want. I really do hope you get one. And say hello to Nanny Curtis. I, I'm not even too sure, by the way. Jack, are you there? Are you there? Yeah. It, this is, is it your friend's nanny is Mrs. Curtis, is it? No, that's my nanny. Oh, it's your nanny. And is your nanny yeah. still alive? Yeah, yeah, she is. And yeah. tell her I said hello, won't you? Because Will do, Niall. No. And it says Maureen. Yeah. And her husband's name was... Johnny. Johnny Curtis, of course, because John was the son and everything else. Yeah, yeah, Johnny Curtis, I just couldn't remember his name for a second. Tell, and is Johnny still with us as well? No, no, my granddad passed away there last year. Oh, I'm uh, sorry to hear that. Condolences to you. And condolences yeah. to, to Maureen as well and the family, all right? Thanks so, very much, now. And t- tell them I said hello, will you? And t- and will do. Tell them all that I said hello, Maureen and, and everyone else and all the, all the gang there, all right? Yeah. All right, thanks. There you go. Uh, there's Jack. There you go. Jeez, I must be getting old. I must be his next door neighbour. It was, it was his granny. It was me next door neighbour. Oh, I'm getting really old. I must be. Now, can you talk about the beauty parlour that opened back up today? She was arrested this morning. I know I mentioned it at the start of the show. We already talked about it. There you go. Um, somebody else says, Niall, you did have it easier in those days. House prices were a lot cheaper than they are now. You just mentioned a few minutes ago that you got your house for 50000 Try paying 370000 for a house. Will you listen to what I was saying? 35 years ago, yes, house prices were probably, I don't know, a fifth of what they are now. But our wages were also a fifth of what you get now. So you have to put things into perspective. Let me go to Nikki. Nikki, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Nikki? How are you doing, I How are you? Good. Nikki, now you're 36. I am, yeah. And you're mortgage-free. Yeah, How'd I you am. F- How'd you figure that one out? 
very easily. Um, I think a lot of what people you should do is just you need to sacrifice. And look, it works for us and myself and my husband. We have two small kids. You have to sacrifice so much. Mm-hmm. Um, your holidays, yeah. uh, your weddings, nights out, your big fancy car. Like, you can't have all of that and try and save to buy no, a house. Because right. it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Well, unless you're getting a very good wage. Uh, well, yeah. Um, yeah. I can't say, like, we were we were minted or anything like that with our jobs. But so how, like, did, how did you end up mortgage for your 36? Did you take a 15-year mortgage, was it? No, we took a 25-year mortgage and we just finished it there in 2019, May. Actually, no, sorry, it was November. We finished and, when, it. and when did you start that mortgage? What year? Or how long? It was 2010, so okay. uh, we just had our first little boy. He was six months old when we got our mortgage. Okay, um, so you just paid more than you had to every month to get rid of it. Yeah, we did, yeah. yeah. We well, did, done to, yeah. well done to you, but by the way. What we did is, like, look at each of their own. I'm only saying what works for us. Yeah. It might work for, for everybody, but it works for us. Um. Even doing up the house, we did a lot of the work ourselves. Like, I painted the whole house. My yep. husband's brothers were painters. They painted the outside of the house. Yep. My dad, he was in construction, so he helped out. Okay. My brother's a tiler. He gives the hand. And even furniture. We got second-hand furniture, and I painted and did it up. Yeah, that's the way, that's the way to do things. Yeah, that's the way you have to do things. Yeah. And now but you're like, in a very lucky situation whereby you're mortgage-free. Yeah, free. like... We are, we are yeah. like, uh, we we are so happy. We had a four bedroom house, and to be honest, it was too hard to keep. Okay. Do you know, it was it was an awful amount of pressure to try and keep it clean and tidy. Now I'm one of those people who'm a bit of a clean freak. Okay. So, right. Um, are you one of these people but, who likes you know the vase to be in the centre of the table, and if it's not in the centre, you have to move it. Uh, you, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Okay. But, like, we, we sold it there, I think it was in November of 2019, so it was just before this whole pandemic um, came about, like, so we were very, very lucky that way. And we bought a two-bedroom house, and we couldn't, or two-bedroom apartment, actually, sorry, and we couldn't be happier. The boys are so much happier where we are now. Right, we so don't that... have to worry about gardens. We don't have to worry about painting or anything like that, because it's all done by a management company. Yep. And it is, it, there's enough... Now, here's the thing, I see, and and whatever floats your boat, whatever you're happy with, Mm. and as long as you're happy in your home, that's all that matters, right? Yeah. But I, when I have children, I I think I prefer to have the garden and the house. Well, they have a garden out the back, like, we're we're, we're in the uh, kind of, where we're placed um, in the apartment block, there is a garden to run around in, it's just, we don't have to look after someone does that. Right, okay, okay. So they they still have a play area that you can keep an eye on. Oh, they do, yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, but look, it's what worked for us. Yeah. Now, it's not easy. It's one of the hardest things we've ever done. And we sacrificed so much. But what we got at the end of it, it was worth it. Yeah. Like, I so your advice so to you, what would, what would be your advice to Bernie, who was out at the start of the show, for example, who was, <sighs> you know, she's trying to buy a house, she's 280 grand or whatever, and her partner wants I, to live in Dublin. I, and yeah, I kind of agree what what you said um, about maybe talking to the partner and saying, look at, Maybe we need to look in a different area. Yeah, outside so Dublin. I I know Dublin. Like I I live I live in the west of Ireland. Like so I know the price difference in the west of Ireland and Dublin is completely different. I have a brother that lives in Dublin, so I know how expensive it is. But you have to compromise and you have to make sacrifices in order to get to that goal. You have to do it. Yeah. It's hard, but you just have to do it. Now, no one taught me this. You know, myself, my husband just. We're the type of people who just 
get it, if you know what I mean. We're yeah. going to bounce off each other. We're a very good relationship. And we knew what we wanted and we just knew what we had to do in order to get it. But it's a long, hard road. All right, well, look, I have to applaud you, Nikki. I've run out of time, but I have to applaud you. And it's good advice for young people out there listening, by the way, is that you just have to try and do things yourself. You have to sacrifice, you have to save. And compromise, and compromise. You have to give up your sky. You have to give up... Your Netflix, all those kind of things. Well, no, I... Well, Netflix, I apologize. Okay, (laughs) 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 Nikki, listen, I've run out of time. Have a lovely day. I'm sorry for cutting you a bit short there. And congratulations to you. Well done to you and your husband, by the way, for getting things right, getting things right. And I know there's people might be a little bit envious of you for getting things right but you could be Nikki too Real People Real Opinions Real Talk Radio The Multi Award Winning Niall Boylan Show Classic Hits